need a lighter. <laughs> oh, here you go. Every smoke when they hear motherfuckers, let me get that. Oh, you must not smoke. Because I was Smoke heavy. Just, I, just stop. What do you do? Huh? Work for FedEx. How many years? Shit. Before you were born? Okay. All right. That's as fun as it's all right there. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. <coughs> Since uh, 90. Okay. Well, we got two years on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so... Um, I went to a college. I went to CCAD. My grandmother and my mom got together put me in there and for nine weeks so for a whole semester mm-hmm. he drew shapes <laughs> he drew shapes <laughs> circles spheres squares rectangles ovals different shadings mm-hmm. different lightings I told the teacher cause she said uh, the last assignment we were supposed to do is right before she told us last time we were supposed to do she said bring something in that you want to draw but before she said that mm-hmm. I'm like 13, 14. I was like, why are we just drawing shapes? I don't know how to draw. I don't know how to draw shapes. What is this? What is he doing? Right. She said, then she told us the assignment. Mm-hmm. Then she said to me literally right after that, she said, after this week, our class ends and you guys will be advanced to 102. <laughs> Tyrone, you will not be accepted into 102. <laughs> And when I brought my toy in, I brought a toy in. It was this predator toy. It was beastie. I wanted to draw it so bad. And she was like, use everything over the past weeks that we've learned how to draw your toy. So what I did was, is I tried to draw the head, and then I tried to draw the body. Yeah. I tried to draw the arm, and then I tried to add everything onto it. She came over there. She looked at my drawing. She said, I could have done this in 10 to 15 minutes. Hmm. What? And she drew it. You know what she did? She drew all the shapes. Yeah. This is an oval. Just really long. That's a triangle. That's a triangle. Yeah. That's really all they be doing. That's a circle. That's a triangle. That's a square. That's an oval. That's another oval inside of an oval. That's a circle inside of an oval. That's a circle inside of a circle. Fucking me up. Yeah. And my mom tried to get me back in. Yeah. That teacher taught for 10 more years to make sure I didn't get back into the classes. When I graduated high school, when I graduated, sure high, school, when I graduated high school, I found out she, she retired. She told her the additional <laughs> 10 years to make sure she, <laughs> she was old. I hear that. She was old. She was like 50, 50 60 years old. She was black. Yeah. And the irony is, all that's for us. Geometry is for black people shit. But that's why they ain't want us knowing that shit. That's, why, that's, why that's how you build that. everything is shit, those shapes. I, 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 I still draw, but yeah. I don't draw for like. See, I draw too. I grew up drawing, but what? They take you all the way back to the movie Hidden Figures. Yeah. The females, and they'll. Yeah. They, they was like, nah, ain't no nigga supposed to know all this shit. 100%. You know? Exactly. You know, and they're like, nah, let her go. She drew up all that shit, and they got on the motherfucking moon. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Go ahead, my Yeah, I drew heavier than hoop. Basketball, like, took over, and I just couldn't do both. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to be great at something. You really got to dedicate your life to that shit. Sure and you can't do two things. You feel me? Like, you got to have your thing. I, um, you actually I, can't. You got to be more dedicated, though. I can't do some other shit, you know. Yeah, I but you would just be good at it. I like to be great at shit. You know what I mean? I don't like to do shit just to be good at it. Social is yeah. my calling. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't going nowhere with this. Mm-hmm. Man, you can go this, that, and the third, man. I, I know my skills, man. <laughs> 
I've been I've been on the course of other cats, man. Yeah, I ain't got it like that. You, know? you can take this idea because I know you. You got to know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You do social work, but I always dreamed of being a social worker and hiring a driver, mm-hmm. getting a car, and me and the kid or me and my client will ride around because it's easier to talk on a couch when you're riding around. Yeah, rather than when you just sitting in a room. Absolutely. Stagnant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have a driver and I get insurance. That way we can, we're driving somewhere and they see a, a, a house, but that house reminds them of a, a suited memory. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now they talking about some shit that they never knew they was going to even talk about or how they feel about something because they ride around and they get to see different type of scenery. And I've always like right. wanted to practice where we did that. I get counselors. You know what I'm saying? That's something mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do. But That'd be wavy. Listen. When I looked into the research and doing all that shit, I said, I don't know. Yeah. And then when I seen social workers don't make that much money, I was like, yeah. nah. If and you lose, payload, you yeah. lose a part of you. Like, I, when I started, I got into, I was doing family therapy. <coughs> I was doing family counseling. And then I got into, like, couples therapy, couples counseling. But I kind of swayed away from, like, clinical. Because I don't really do shit by the book, you dig? So it was just too... Like, it was some white people shit. It was some school shit, and I ain't fuck with it. Because, like, I don't I don't want any type of success that it's going to fuck up my mind when I get older. You know what I mean? And I'm not, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's, it's not worth it to me. So, so I just kind of strayed away from it. That's kind of why I started the podcast. You know what I mean? It was off the premise of, like, the fucking, um, fucking kickbacks we have and the um, fucking family reunions. And when we having them real-ass conversations. And I just kept being around them. I'm like, bro, we need to be talking about this shit. You feel me? Like, See, that's what I, I was trying to do that for PlayStation. Like, I do Twitch or anything like that. And I was trying to do that shit for, uh, like, the PSN. So when I'm on Twitch, like, I got a couple homies that I, I usually be in a party with. But the problem with us being homies is we all niggas. Yeah. So we be having niggerly conversations. And ain't nothing wrong with that when your audience is black. Yeah. Black people understand yeah. how conversations Certain go. lingo, yeah. You know what I mean? But an Asian person ain't gonna understand why we all yelling and cursing at each other. Right. <laughs> a white person is gonna look at it and make it demonize it. You know what I'm saying? So I was trying to tell him like, hey, if we ever wanna do this, we have to do like this, this, that, and third. Like we had this. Uh, me and my brother had this idea called uh, Two Guys on the Couch. Yeah. Basically, all we do is we sit on the couch and we talk. Coming in, got people coming out, podcast, podcast. Hell yeah, we gonna do it for you. We gonna do it for you. So we had that idea, man. I had that idea well before podcast was even. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same fucking idea, man. Yeah, I pod now, but that was but podcasting started for like translated, decoded messages. You know what I mean, like. People were potting to to communicate with each other. Would it being hidden and would it being like a certain lingo? Because I think sometimes too, as black people, we just let everybody in our shit. Especially it's it's because we're trying to fit in they shit and they not letting us in. So we like, oh yeah, come to come to the cookout, come to the barbecue. You know what I mean? But we gotta have something that's sacred, like something that's just for about, us. The funniest part about it is, even though we let a lot of people into our lingo, a lot of people can't speak it the same way. Like, yeah. You, not, you know a phony when you talk to somebody. Yeah. Not, every, not every Asian person that you know, you know like, right. not every Asian person you know can be like, oh, what's up, my nigga, and, and do it properly. Right. You know what I'm saying? And get, and put the emphasis in their voice right. where it needs to be. Make it understand. <coughs> I, know, I know only in, in 
it, it's only accepted because they've been through what we've been through and they've been yeah. around us. And I only know a seldom amount of white people that can be like, it's my nigga, I'm telling you. Not many. Usually ones that grow up in small hick towns. But it's it's not the fact that they can say it. It's the fact that they know how. People, there's people who follow trends and then there's trendsetters. Trendsetters don't follow trends. They just live in a naturally life. So if how they live right now is not popular, they just out the way. They they not tripping. You dig? Trendsetters, <laughs> trend followers have to be out there, have to be seen. So the issue becomes when you let people into what you're doing, the trendsetters no longer want to do it now because everyone's doing it. So if we got a style of how we dress and how we talk, and then you going around like, yeah, this is what we doing, and everybody doing it, and I see everybody doing it, now I don't even want to do it no more. So now still kind of in a way, they're affecting your life. They are now kind of, you know, predicting what you do. Because as soon as you do something, they're like, all right, to get you to stop doing it, I'm just going to start doing it. I'm just going to do it every day. And then you ain't even going to want to do it no more. You know what I mean? So now your thing is my thing. Now you hesitating to do anything because you're like, damn, if this gets too popular, I'm going to be bored with it. And and that's really what's been happening with us. You know what I mean? Like, bro, listen, and I was watching that shit as a kid. I was watching all these things. I'm sure you too, as a kid, I, like when you had to go online to find the dub shit, straight yep. Japanese. Yep. But think about it nowadays, 10 years later into the future, you walking around, I see some random kid trying to explain the shit to me. Like, kids, you know how long I've been doing this? <laughs> you dig? Yeah, let me tell you how to do it. And this how you do it. And excuse me? Like, but that's what the internet has created. It's created. People can do shit and talk about shit now and they didn't have to experience it. Back in the day, you couldn't speak on something if you ain't do it. Somebody was going to check you. Now the internet, you can you can say you do anything. Who going to check you? If they get a chance, they treat you last day because they're in a position to where they can treat you last day. you like, but you don't... You've not lived nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everything you know, you learn off the fucking Google. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But it's because they know what works. I got life experience. It's because they know it works for you, but and they don't want the experience you have. They just want the recognition. That's people now. This That's the complacency. They don't want to go through the experience. They just want the end result. They just want the clout. They just want, you know, people's, oh, good job, and you dig, but they don't want to do the work. You right. feel me? So... Right. To me, now, the world just is talking about that end result. But now, like, you ignoring the people that do do the work. You pissing them off. You right, feel me? Because right. we built all this shit. It's right, the person, right. people actively going into labor. And then there's some people, managers now. How managers got created. Like, oh, I can't really do shit. But this person over here, they can sing. And they can rap. And they nice. I can make some money off this motherfucker. You gig? Like, artists ain't never been getting their money. So that's why artists is so pissed off now. Like... I was talking to my boy later. He was asking me, like, why is millennials so mad? It's like, we study history. We watch people not get credit for years. Right. I watched painters be what y'all consider the best in history, but while they was alive, niggas couldn't stand their ass. They worked didn't take off 100 years till after their life. They lived poor, sick, they whole fucking life. You know what I mean? Regular people. And y'all waited till they died to be like, oh, yeah, they work is kind of nice, though, because now you don't have to get them their recognition. Right. You take credit for it. Like, yeah, I, I discovered them shit. I found they yeah, work. You yeah, dig? Yeah. I know when I thought Check it was this shit out. Yeah, so artists yeah. want their credit now. And I, I get it both ways. A lot of people say artists is overpaid and they, but shit, I, this is what y'all created. Yeah, they got cool. egos because y'all. What happened? <laughs> what happened? What happened? Who? Ain't no such thing as being overpaid. Exactly. More overrated. And I had to learn that. Because I used to see shit like that too. Like, damn, niggas charging $200 for a sponge and shit. But then I didn't realize motherfuckers is paying that. You can't be mad at nigga charging that if that if they got a clientele. Right. 
people demonizing these drug dealers, but it's like motherfuckers keep showing up buying the shit. Y'all can put them out of business by just not shopping with them. <laughs> but y'all making them richer than ever every year. <laughs> yeah, like so it's like we can't complain about shit we we investing in. We can't complain about shit we condone. You know what I mean? Like. So that's how I feel like me and BB having those conversations is people trying to figure out what poetry is and like what makes you a poet. You know what I mean? And the first thing to me is like you can't put rules on that shit. Yeah. This ain't like music. Music has certain rules. Like poetry is the opposite of that. It's intentionally supposed to not have rules. It is what it is. And a nigga might write one poem in their whole life and that's it. Motherfucker might write a thousand. This don't make this person better or worse or you know what I mean? Right. It's now we got a thousand and one poems type shit. It's how it's supposed to be. But you got people coming into it. I've realized a lot of people who did music and they wasn't successful. So they're trying to like do poetry because they think like that's easy. You know what I mean? Easier, which is harder because you don't have no beat. Like you don't have no you got to create the flow of this poem from from scratch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a poem is usually not it's nothing material. This is something personal. This is something that happened to you. So it's already a mountain to climb because you got to talk. You got to be transparent about something personal, something most people would be like, nah, I don't talk about that. You got to get on stage, talk about that shit twice a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's heavy. You dig? Wow. Yeah. It's wild because I've, I've never thought of it on making bullet points. Yeah. When I was doing raps, you know what I'm saying? Like, they... Like they used to say when Jay Z first came out, and I'm not to compare myself to Jay Z, but when they said when Jay Z first came out, he was um, he rapped fast. That's what they said about me too so, about poetry. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta slow down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know Nigga, catch up. Down. You saying too much? You know, I'm saying everything I need to say. My 16s was 32. You know what I'm saying? So like they tell you you need to slow down. You trying to say too much on a beat, and it's not flowing. And then when I slowed down, I was like, yo, this is not what I want to say. Yeah. It's not what I want to say. I had to, like, I wrote this one. I, this is one song that I, I'll, I'll truly never forget. And I said, there's a million ways. The, the chorus goes, there's a million ways to die around my way. Uh, what a, a million ways to get killed and one way to get paid. Mm. Um, chopping it up, yeah, leaving it. Valley, smoking that dry kush, call it Death Valley. Fucking mm -hmm. on your baby mom's dead, now you mad at me. Fucking with these niggas, got you caught up in the tragedy. I said, caught up, uh, count a hundred bars a day just to get into it. I make that good old music, just so y'all can abuse it. Relieve stress on the music, yeah, you know I do it, just so I can beat through your chest while I'm cruising. Mm. Yeah, drums blazing, like the weed you inhaling. Mm. I know your piff is loud, but mine's are just amazing. I get it from a Haitian, you get it from an Asian. Who get it from an Indian who go by the name of Blazing? Mm. Cheating while I'm slaying, beats up for the taking. It might be grim if you can't reap what I'm saying. I'll chop, chop, chop the hands off like I'm taking, and then I'll swag with the hand that I was gave. I raid them like roaches. I spread them like I, 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 I spread them like coaches. I shade them like Oakleys, and I spin them like tokens. This poetry is spoken. My roots is never broken. Batman ain't here lying, but no, I'm not joking. Mm. And you see how that had a consistent flow? It did, but I never liked it. Yeah. And after I did that song, it was... It was and poetry usually has two, three flows, and you going in and out of flows. And you keeping that same flow, but now you might slow up the tempo. And then you go back to that original flow, like pick up where you left off. And it's it's literally like music, like bars, but it's like you have to... 
create the flow. There isn't a beat you can just like ride the beat and listen to it a hundred times. Like, all right, I know what I'm gonna say. Poetry, you gotta know what you're gonna say and then put it in a way that it flows. Yeah, like there's been a lot of times like, like okay, so here, here's something. I wrote this one bar and it means a lot to me. <coughs> bless you. Thank you. <coughs> bless you. Bless you. It means a lot to me because of what I said in the bar. Now it's like three or four different switches in this bar. And I don't mean to be cocky, but I love them all. Yeah. I said, you got to understand in my heart, in my heart, there's earth, wind, and fire mm -hmm. representing the band. I'm Captain Planet, right? Earth, wind, fire, mm -hmm. water, heart watering my joys and pains mm -hmm. it's just three breakdowns in that whole thing that made me love it because at first it was just you got to understand in my heart this earth wind and fire i'm 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 watering my joys and pains mm -hmm. and then i said earth wind and fire oh shit i put heart in there too because i was mm -hmm. thinking when i said earth wind and fire earth i was thinking like where am i put earth at you know what i'm saying but it's like earth wind and fire i'm just watering my joys and pains i was like damn i need to put my heart in there somewhere mm -hmm. but then i looked at it and i was like i already said it and it was like my brain already <laughs> made the bar yeah. before i realized you had to catch up i had to catch up yeah you know what I'm and that's sometimes how it goes when i write like yeah. i was telling my man today somebody we scored mm -hmm. we scored we had to like my man's told me before i told my man's i was like i don't like how my brain operates you yeah. know what i'm saying like I'll be sitting, we'll be sitting here, a leaf will fall. And because a leaf fell, my brain would be like, oh, leaves falling. Like my emotions, I couldn't be more devoted. And, yeah. and it'd be a whole poem. Keep us it'd updated. Be, it'd be a whole like <laughs> tic-tac poem, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I hate it. And the reason why I hate it is because there'd be times where I'd be out and about and I'd be cool, I'd be chilling, and some shit would happen, and it'd be inspirational. And I'd be like, I don't want to be inspired right now, I just want to chill. <laughs> you know I'm saying? I just want to be a kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I want to be a kid with money. Stop. Stop. So that's kind of like what this is when it Stop. becomes like your career. Yeah. You always on the clock. You know what I mean? Unfortunately. But I usually, I'm the same. I get inspired in the strangest places. And I think it forces you to change. Like, that's why I just started carrying my notebook everywhere, just mm -hmm. jotting shit down. Kind of like a doctor, like just a little outline. Something that'll help me re-trigger this emotion, you know what I mean? Sometimes you don't, but, yeah. <laughs> that's the tricky thing about writing, because you seem like when you're not trying to write, that's when you find your best shit. And when you're sitting down writing, you're like, I don't like this shit, bro. <laughs> me and my brother, me and my brother, because I, I, I did a poem, me and my brother was going back and forth on it. And we was just spitting, like, random bars. Yeah. But I had another poet at the crib. I had Sabrina at the crib, and she was hearing us go back and forth, and she was like, is this all off the top of the dome? And then he spit a bar like, yeah, this off the top of the dome, like Texas, I'm open, chrome. You feel me? That's a healthy practice. Me and my uh see, you know B. Arlene. Yeah. That's my homie. I met her through poetry. Mm -hmm. But we used to kick it like sometimes she would twist my hair and shit and we literally would just freestyle. Freestyle with her daughters and everything, just spit, just rap. And she's just like, What like I'm like, Yeah, this is this is how I write. Yeah. I write my poetry how a lot of rappers say they write their raps, you dig? But it's a it's a poem because it's to my cadence. It's to my flow. Like I'm about to control start to finish how it goes yeah. in the pace. 
you know what I mean? And it's good to have that first like line you got them on, but then switch it with poetry. Like it's supposed to be like a roller coaster. You feel me? A song is usually on that same line and you can expect that through and through just repetitive. A poem is supposed to be like a story, like you telling them a story. You feel me? You picking what parts you want them to really pay attention. Parts you like, oh, this is a softer part. You can relax a little bit. Then we back to the climax. And then this is the point. You feel me? And then the end is just wraps it all up. It's something that they have to think about afterwards. A lot of songs I just listen to a bunch of times to memorize. Poems, I really got to dissect. I just want to hear it once because then I want to go back like, hold up. What the fuck did I just hear? <laughs> like... Wait a minute, you know what I mean? And then you see the whole thing, you like, oh shit. And then that's when you should go back in and hear it again. You feel me? Like it's gonna change your whole perception about it. But we're still too getting people used to this level of poetry. Honest truth be told, people ain't used to this level. You know what I mean? They used to cat in the hat and just everything rhyming and da 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 da. It was just music. It's just music without the beat. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me so we can make songs that's cool but songs usually like substance they don't have depth you feel me they just sound good together a poem is supposed to be heartfelt you're supposed to digest this motherfucker you're supposed to feel away it's supposed to break your heart you know what i mean it's supposed to make you happy it's supposed to make you think like damn am i living to my full of potential you know what i mean like damn this motherfucker wrote a piece like this am i going hard in my craft you feel me like that's the point of it yeah you know when any of cody said this shit to me that say that and I was outside and I, I really wanted to get the opinion on this poem but I was yeah. like how you feel about this and I spat it and he had to it got interrupted like three or four different times because he had to go inside and do shit yeah. every time he come out he'd be like alright yeah. started like yeah. he began when I, when I finished it he was like he's like the only part I can say you can do something on is uh, y'all came to see yeah he's like, take a second after you say that like I'm in the shadows of my like do that you feel me other than that he was like i see my competition getting better and when yeah. he said it i was like this nigga think i'm competent <laughs> yeah. and that ain't got bars you feel me and that's what and like that ain't got bars he one of my favorites he one of my favorites uh lyrically and then i did it so respect and i hit the little down my god uh nothing much well, that i Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I hate that little hard step. Like, who y'all came to see? But I looked at him when I did it, and the crowd went crazy, and he went crazy with him. I was just like, oh, I bet. And I finished the poem, and the next time, say that happened, I did a poem I wanted to do, and it was, it was, it was decent. And then they was like, all right, you off stage. Forte was like, can you come up and do that poem that you did two weeks ago, last month? Oh, uh, um. And I was like. Probably was like, yeah. Everybody was like, you do that shit. Did that shit again? I, it felt good to have a, a reception. Like, I've had receptions like that. Yeah. But at a place where I've been at for a year and some change, almost two years, having that reception is just like. Yeah. And that's why we do it, but that's I think that's also the motivation for us to keep getting better because sometimes you don't realize like you bringing recognition to your peers you know what i mean and you giving them you know certain self-validations and shit like that's why i push myself so fucking hard this shit like niggas been talking about this show heavy yeah heavy
You got him in there? There's one in there. He gonna fly out here soon. I later. thought the motherfucker went in mine. He gonna be mad as fuck when he fly out. He be drunk. Fuck drunk. Switch it back on. All this nature. Bad as hell. No Say wonder what they Come here. Listen, don't be mad at me because I took the toy. You wasn't going to get it either. So I don't understand why you think, like, you was going to get it too. You wasn't going to get the toy either. 